What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Bongiorno. Bongiorno. How are you this fine day today? It's freaking hot. Yeah. But it is pretty nice outside, I guess. So, I mean, it felt great this morning. Walked out it a did. little bit, but then now it is sweltering. While I was standing in line for brunch, it uh, was pretty nice out. Yeah, God. It's just <laughs> summer. Like, I thought we had a pretty mi- mild summer for Austin so far, but then August rolls around, and then it's just like 100, 100 degree day after 100 yeah. degree day with all the humidity. It's just... Yep. It's not great. But it's you know not what's, the best. You know what's good about that, though? Hot, terrible weather is you that we can spin indoors. it inside yeah. playing video games <laughs> that we can bring to talk to you about here on Team Chat Podcast, a, a weekly segue. video game show, thank you, that where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on YouTube. Head over to teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen to see a full list of all the places the show is available. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server. And finally, if you really are loving what we're creating for you each and every week, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where as for as little as a dollar a month, you can see all the different tiers that we have for, to help us support the show to make it bigger and better. And if you can't do that, that's totally fine. We completely understand. We're glad you're here and listening to us each and every week, but we would really love it too if you could all go maybe give a, subscri- a subscribe or leave a review, comment, something like that. That would be absolutely wonderful and we love you all thank you for listening our main topic of the day is i know it's a few months late but we both uh, finally got our i completed the game and, and mogan played it for a little while i know i played it to be a good sport and to be able to have actual Talking commentary points. about yeah. it but we're, we're a few point we're a few months down the lo- road but we wanted to circle back and give a review on rage 2 and so before we jump in and we've reviewed older games before, yeah, so, it's so it's not, not like weird. this isn't our MO. Exactly. It's not like we brought this back up specifically to like, well, you'll see. But anyway, developed by Avalanche Studios, published by Bethesda, directed by Magnus Nedfords, uh, produced by Eric Olson and Anders Strid. It, artist was Jeremy Miller, write, written by Odd Algren, Luke Walmo, and composed the music was composed by Johan Nielsen, Andreas Kinger, and Eric Roland. That is many Scandinavian names. <laughs> Avalanche, Avalanche Studios is a Swedish developer, for those who uh, don't know. It was released on May 14th of this year. I was excited about this game when it first came out, and I everything about it, excited. because it looked, the, the combat of it, the gameplay of it, looked ridiculous. Like, it looked like it was going to be over the top. It, kinda, it gave me very strong Doom vibes, because it looks... Because it's Bethesda again, so it kind of has that same look and feel, first-person shooter, uh, this time it being open world as opposed to a linear, linear gameplay style of Doom. But I got into the game, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, not impressed. I, I And I'm honestly like, yeah, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I only played the game for, I think, max two hours oh yeah maybe two to three because i did play up until the first mission where you go find old man yeah the heads of project dagger sure yeah i got to him and he was about to send me into the sewers and i was like no just can't i'm drawing the line right here i'm calling it this is i'm not going any farther (laughs) (laughs) so backstory of this is basically i didn't uh i didn't play rage 2 but from i didn't play rage 1 i mean but still that's not you don't have to have played rage 1 to get the story and what's happening in rage 2 basically post-apocalyptic earth everything's terrible and falling (laughs) apart but it's still like rebuilt itself from the ashes in some way because it's very there are, is advanced technology and everything um it's i would say it, it closely aligns to mad max i would feel like which coincidentally enough avalanche studios also developed 
the Mad Max video game that came out shortly after Mad Max Fury Road, the movie. And so I like the look of it. I like the setting of it and everything. And the combat, like I said, is really great. But the basic thing is you take the role of Walker, who is a... Walker, Texas Ranger! A ranger, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're Walker, you're Chuck Norris. It's a great play. Um, Question though, did you choose to be male or female Walker? They were both so awful that I was like, it's all bad I thought it was going to give me character customization, but it didn't. No, it didn't. Uh, I I picked female Walker because I was like, maybe she won't suck as much. Wrong. She's just a insert basic male white character here but a girl. Yeah. The, they're very basic. It, everybody was very basic. Oh my basic. God. And their term, in terms of air quotes, personality, none Nothing. to be found. That, so this is the whole thing about this, about rage. And it's, it's, it's like, I want to jump to the parts where we can just talk freely, but I feel like we need to set a little bit more up about this. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Your base, your main base, Vineland gets attacked at the very opening of the game by the authority, which is like this very, they're like cyborgs, basically. They're like human robot fused people uh, that are attacking you, led by General Cross, who I believe, from what I was reading in research, he I was did from the he first was game. Like the an, you heard about him, but I don't necessarily know if you saw him ever in the first one. Obviously, you didn't defeat him because you're playing him in ra- against him in Rage Two. He attacks this place. You are just there. You're not even a ranger yet, technically, because you you take the armor from a fallen ranger very quickly into the game. And then after the attack on Violent and like the commander of the forces there is then killed, which is supposed to be this like the reason for your journey. Because this one, this woman, the commander who uh, leading the Rangers was kind of like your mentor, uh, mother, parent figure, mother figure, mother figure and all that. And so but she's killed by General Cross very quickly. And then it becomes this like, okay, well, we've got to take the authority down as if you didn't already need to take the authority down because they're attacking you. But it, 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 and then you get set off into the wasteland because you find out that the commander was the head of this secret project called project dagger. That was with her and three other people spread out throughout the wasteland. Basically like the old guard. Exactly. So, so the idea behind this, and this part I kind of liked is that, um, this commander and her compatriots, formed the secret society to basically prepare for if the authority ever came back. Right. So I liked that part of it being like a historical callback to supposedly the first game. I thought that was a good way to integrate like old to new. Uh, but it, they did so very little Prowley of it. Yeah. Of the, Prowley is the name Prowley, of, the, of the commander yes. of the Rangers. But yeah, so you then set off into the, into the wasteland and then, you know, you take off in, uh, and you, you drive around, which, again, it's open world. And one of the big things I did really like about this game was your vehicle, the Phoenix. Like, I enjoyed driving it around. I liked that you could repair it yourself because you got some, your Ranger armor gave you the ability of this focus where you could hold in on the PS4. You could hold L1 and it would like you would you would clench your fist in this first person perspective. And then you could see like through walls, you could see where enemies and objectives and different things like that. You could also use the focus to heal and repair your the Phoenix. And then when the Phoenix would appear, it had like this robotic, sassy AI voice, which I really kind of I was like, this is fun. But then it only had like three lines, though. Yeah, it doesn't. It, so it's not like Jarvis. It's not like it yeah. talks to you all the time. It just kind of does like, like you, very you minor it, quips. Yeah, you repair it. And the, and the voice of it goes, hey, Walker, I'm back feeling good. You know, it kind of stuff like that, which I was like, OK, that's some fun little inserts of humor. But so you take off on this Project Dagger to meet with the three other heads do some missions for them and then eventually build up and go take out general cross. That's the premise of rage Two. 
And then throughout that, you go through to different places called arcs, which are where you can recover new abilities and weapons for yourself. There are also these ecopods that are ri- that are full of resources and different things for you to take down. But they're kind of more like a stronghold kind of thing. You don't have to do them if you don't want to. You don't technically have to do even get all of the arcs, I don't think. To, no, they're just like optional power-ups. Yeah, because I completed the game without all of the weapons. Did you get everything. the one that's like the vortex? What's it do? It like you shoot out this little black ball that like collides with something and becomes basically like a mini black hole. Yes. That, yes. that was like actually that a fun lot. one. I, I, actually, I liked that power. Yeah. So you unlock all these different abilities. Like one of the very first ones you unlock is a dash ability where again, you just like tap L1 with, and move your, your directional thumbstick and you'll zip really quick to the side, forward, backward in any direction basically. And so that made it really fun, especially when you got in really tight situations because the combat, like we said, is very frenetic. It You get in a lot of situations where you're kind of over your head, where you're way outnumbered. So you have to move quick. You really can't sit still and just like try to take people out one at a time. You have to be moving. You have to be doing all this other different stuff to stay on top of it all. So you go do all these things. Like I said, that's it. You go, you take out General Cross and man, it was the thing well, before we get to the, the the whole things of what of what you didn't like and the overall what we didn't like, the I kind of once I finished the game, I wrote I wrote like a quick little just like brief of what I what I liked and didn't like didn't like. So basically, in brief, Rage Two is an action packed romp through a wasteland that is filled with activities. However, these activities quickly become repetitive and offer no real reward other than to fill approval meters for the project dagger heads and ultimately seem to be a substitute for story material. Because what happens is you meet all the project dagger heads. They give you like an initial mission. And then after that, you have to raise their approval rating of you or their rank to a certain amount. I think it's level six or ten. I oh, my say. God. I believe it's six ten or ten levels. But it, it feels pretty quick. But basically what you do then is you just go to the side locations in the world and do side activities. And that is the majority of what my time playing Rage 2 was, was mm. just filling these approval ratings mm. before then they basically were just like, cool, let's go take out Cross. And and like I honestly got to the mission before the final one, and I was like, really? This is it? Like, where's the story in this? And then like what Nowhere. you said, the uh, the characters are just all vanilla. I mean, I think the best example of that happens in the first 20 minutes of the game. So when you start up the game and you are Walker, uh, you know, the authority is attacking your base in Vineland. So your buddy, who's your friend? What's her name? Proudly's oh, daughter? Yeah. Karen? it might be karen (laughs) we're gonna call her karen so your buddy karen comes to you and she's like hey we gotta move it you know we gotta kick some authority ass lily i was so close (laughs) karen and lily sure (laughs) Sure. (laughs) so lily prowley is like your best friend and even she has basically no personality other than oh everything's terrible but we're gonna make it you know we can definitely take down the authority and in the first 15 minutes of the game you're fighting through these waves of authority mutants yeah but cyborgs i'm not really sure what they are uh, and when you first come across this courtyard where you're supposed to be taking down this giant hulking mutant thing crusher, that is, is a crusher that's wreaking havoc the way the game introduces the concept of the rangers i was honestly laughing i was like this is hilarious yeah. because in the span of 
20 seconds, I want to say. And I don't think that's an, exager- an exaggeration. In the span of approximately 20 to 30 seconds from this first-person perspective, your character of Walker sees a ranger, like, tearing around a corner on a super cool motorcycle. He's got his gun ablazing. Mm-hmm. He, like, does the cool thing where you slide the motorcycle into something and it kind of explodes. And then this guy, the ranger, he like jumps on top of the crusher and he's like shooting into it like, like very stereotypical action movie sequence. And then again, in about 10 seconds after that, the crusher like reaches back behind him and like grabs this ranger off of his uh, back. The ranger like pulls a grenade and throws it into the creature's mouth. But then the creature eats him regardless. (laughs) And then it all explodes. And so your ranger's dead because it bites his head off but his armor is fine and it's the the setup is so funny to me because this guy in the space of 10 to 15 seconds you gather through extremely brief dialogue as a ranger is supposedly one of the best right he's supposedly like the best of the best of their combatants well so is Prowley and so is Prowley and then in five seconds he makes what appears to me to be an incredibly poor decision to jump on top of a creature that he probably could have just shot at from a distance he gets his head bitten off his corpse is on the ground you're like okay i'm gonna put on the ranger armor and then supposedly all of a sudden you're the best of the best it's like wow this is negative 50 character development Well, because like as part of project dagger probably Post-mortem, post-mortem. <laughs> gives you like you find the recording of her, her and holographic, she, her holographic recording. recording that basically is like, yeah, I gave you clearance to get to all the arcs. So you don't even really have to you have to defeat enemies that surround the arcs. But all you have to then do is just go up to the arc and hold your focus on it and it'll unlock and it'll do a scan. And basically, like it calls you Madam President, actually, every time, because I think it's like literally top level clearance. And it's just what's funny to me about that. Too it's like is it's not even a puzzle. Like, it's not in that case. I would have even wanted a puzzle. You don't do anything to earn these arcs. And what I think is, again, so funny and such a lazy lack of character development is that in her holograms, uh, Captain Commander Prowley or whatever, Karen Prowley, I don't know. Somebody's name is Karen. Just Prowley. <laughs> Just Prowley. <laughs> uh, she basically tells you from like the past, she's like, I tried to keep you out of that ranger armor for as long as I could, but I always knew you were special. Why? You yeah. have given me no reason to believe that my character of blank slate walker is special in any way, shape, or form. And this is a trope that I despise. Mm-hmm. because the in not just in terms of commander Prowley talking to you post-mortem the entire rest of what's left of vineland and by extension humanity and the world believes that you literally as the last ranger are their last hope and it's like why yeah why well, hate the cast of being like you're our only hope you're like our master chief and it's like unless you are samus aaron or Master Chief, you don't get to wear that title. Like, yeah. those are the only two characters where, like, it works for them. Pretty much. Even Link, it's technically not true because there's a thousand Links and right. they're all the hero. So I just hate that trope of, like, oh, you're our only savior without having done anything to earn it. You, you as Walker, you have. You haven't done anything. You literally stumble upon the situation. You haven't done anything. You stumble upon the situation. A guy conveniently dies, leaving his armor behind fully intact. And then you're just supposed to inhabit it and suddenly be like the biggest bad on planet Earth. And it's like, why? This doesn't make sense. You totally understand how it works. You totally know how to to use the ranger abilities to your. 
to your advantage. It's just, yeah, like now that you say it, I'd kind of actually glossed over that, but you're right. That's you a, it's don't a very, have to do anything to earn your upgrades other than find them. Yeah. That's it. And fight a few enemies that you already go. That's all you do anyway. Yeah. And they're usually scrubs. Yeah. I was like, wow, this might be the dumbest game I've ever like, played. And it tries, it tries to throw in some really fun things. And that's where like kind of the, well, what, what was the rest that I had in this, in this in my quick brief here? So, with the repetition of the world activities, and once you realize the story's short length, there is no real need to return to the wasteland. You There's don't not. even need to discover all the ecopods and you the don't. arcs to complete the game. You do not. The big plus the game does have is its combat. It's fast, fun, and combining all of your powers can create some explosive kills and, and mayhem. So let's kind of move into that then, because that is, let's talk about the game's best, which is the combat. And like I said, you, you have all these different abilities. Like I didn't even get them all, I don't think, so I can't so I can't necessarily speak to how good they all are, but the ones I did get were like the dash, I had the the ground pound one, I got the shatter, which was a really cool one because you could just rush up to somebody and just blast them with this force of energy and it sends them flying. Yeah, it was that's great. Cool. And then the one you were talking about, the grav one. The where vortex. The vortex where it like sucks them in and then you can throw more things at them. The one thing I did really love too was the wing stick. Oh yeah, the wing the stick boomer, actually like, was bladed kind of boomerang cool. kind yeah. of thing. And the more you upgraded it, was pretty sweet because nice. it could you could have it hit multiple targets and then return to you. And that was the thing too. If it returned to you, you got to use it again, and you could hold up to eight, I believe, after upgrades. And then you you had your typical grenades, and then you could also get these turret drones, which I liked using as well to help with some crowd control every yeah, once in a while. Cover fire, exactly. But the so you would go and. You had a your standard assault rifle. You had your shotgun, which I will say, though, the shotgun is probably one of my favorite video game weapons. A shotgun always is. It always is. Shotgun is always everybody's number one choice for good reason. Right. They're fun. In this, and in this game specifically, it had it kind of had a dual fire mode where if you were just aiming, you know, hip firing, it's a standard shotgun. If you aim down the sight, it like fires a blast of air, basically, just like that blows people like back. Like the eye doctor. Yeah. The mother of God. <laughs> but again, if you're close enough or they were close enough to a wall or any kind of obstacle and you did that, it would like splatter them against it. See, so that's it, pretty cool. It gets fun. Like, yeah. And that's what I mean. So story wise, yes, it's like nothing. It's, it's very obvious they spent all their time really trying to refine this combat, and which is great. That's cool. But please give me something else to back it up. See, that's the thing. I feel like games with really good mechanics are all well and good until you can't support them even a little yeah. with story or characters. I, this, is a, this is the exact same problem that we encountered with Anthem. Yeah. It is carbon copy the same problem. The story sucks, too short, not enough to do. Those are the exact same problems that are plaguing Rage, too. Yeah. Well, because you have it's an open-world game. So I, real quick, I do have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay, go ahead. So in terms of it being an open-world game, I will say that from my perspective, I had zero fun out and about in the world mm-hmm. of the what they just call it the wasteland right right does it have I mean, like there's like their areas it's earth oh they're on earth yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> sure. if i remember correctly from another an asteroid pre-rage one oh slams okay. into earth, and that's okay, what causes gotcha. the overall apocalypse that's what the ecopods are for right, right people because they're like trying to re-greenify exactly. the, okay gotcha okay we're back on the same page but in terms of the environment being fun and engaging to actually be in and walk around in you know that i'm big on exploration. Oh, yeah. Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games, uh, with some caveats, <laughs> Right, is one of my favorite games because of the exploration factor. Open the world games are my is, favorite too. Rage 2 
its environment no absolutely zero fun factor yeah. i guess it might just be that from my personal preference i don't find anything fun or interesting about a world that is in its entirety a desert wasteland if it had been pockets well of i will wasteland, say since you didn't get far enough there oh, is, is there more there are, there's more what it, it, else what are they there's like, like a swampy watery area there is like a forest rainforesty part mm. and and then the and then like a de- like a straight desert like it's even oh, called like, like dune just, sea ah. I got gotcha. And then Ooh, there's see that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, and then there were and then there's just the way the normal wasteland that you start out. In. Yeah, the part that looks like Arizona. Yeah, I'm not about it. <laughs> I was like this. Sorry, Arizona. So they could have been in Arizona for all they I know. Been. Yeah, they could have been. Anyways, I was like, this is not worth my time. Yeah. I hate it. It's not pretty. It's not fun to drive around in. I don't like having to shoot these weird scrubs that shoot at my car for well, no good reason. And that was the thing. Like it did have some. It did have these interactions where there would basically be these different factions because it's not just you as the rangers and the authority. There's like there's bandits. The, the there's... Bandits, they call them goons. Then there's the authority, obviously. Then there's, oh, what was the other one? Reaver? Not Reavers, but they were kind of like slightly more um, advanced. They were kind of like the in-between of the rangers and the authority. Right. Because they like had cloaking abilities and every, they had they actually used – those were some of my favorite enemies to fight because they had – swords that basically you shot at them fully auto assault rifle and they're just blocking it and you had to use other things to break their block like grenades wing sticks man i'd want to be that guy other, i know that let be me be sword dude way better game uh and all that and so these gr- different factions would be you as you're driving around you would run across them fighting amongst themselves which then if you're in your phoenix you just roll up and unleash your your you know uh also, part of what my problem may have cannon? been that I sucked at the auto <laughs> I was like, I cannot drive and shoot at the same time. Well, because it also had a very aggressive auto-aim that Did was just it? like, it just like oh, jumped so much. And yet I was so bad at it. It, I mean, it <laughs> took me a bit because it was, it was basically this. I would, I would be driving. I would see like a fight going on as I was still driving by. I'd like shoot really. I'd shoot at them all. Then like do a, uh, just do a quick like drift turn and come back around. And that was basically how I had to deal with them. Sometimes I would jump out of the car and actually do it. Hand, see, that's hand the hand. thing. I just felt like, why, but why would I jump out of the car to waste my time on these scrubs? Because the only benefit you're going to get from that is more currency stuff. You're going to get like, and, or different things because there are salvageable, like, salvageable materials, and, and different things like that, which kind of play a play a role in the game but not really not and that's really. one of the other things about it too that was just like why is this here this is overcomplicated because there was feltrite which is what you would get off of dead enemies once you kill them and that was your big main currency but it would also be used as like a health item and it would go away after a certain amount of time it's not like you could just clear out the battlefield then go back and pick up all this feltrite that had been dropped you only had a specific amount of time to get it and so you would have that one then there was this other area that was kind of like an entertainment post-apocalyptic entertainment center where basically you just like it was like an, an arena basically where like you would go into it and you would have to fight through these different stages and it was all like televised and all this other oh stuff. it's a gladiators arena pretty gotcha. much and you could win some and you would win a different type of currency that only applied to those stores casino chips and then oh my you would go to and then there was races where you could get some other oh you would then you would have auto parts that you would have to find to upgrade your the phoenix you would have to find weapon mods to upgrade your weapons you would have to find all these different See, things just was, do all this different. It's yeah. like so much detail in this one area. And I'm like, why? That's just thing. give me one main currency. It was too much that I didn't care about. Right. Like if none of it 
actually felt like it mattered or felt like it was worth my time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this blows. Yeah. It, like, it was one. And again, and that's just what really sucks about it is like, I was. I was interested and then, you know, I was excited about it when it first started coming out. Cause like, man, this looks a lot of fun. This like, it looks like it will scratch my doom itch until doom eternal comes out later. Nothing you know? can do that. And it's just nothing can do the doom. No, the way the doom do. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it just, yeah, it just really felt empty. And then especially as the game released and before I started playing and everything you started in the, in the kind of the one other part of this that I wanted to talk about, was you, you fought the crushers and all that stuff? Did you ever get to the? Sure. Yeah, the, the, like the big guy who oh, get, yeah, b- sure. bites off. Did you ever? Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to, to do too. Is you in the story missions? You would sometimes have to go into authority bases and go through them and to like get something out of it, like to get either like a DNA sample for some reason or some other different things that you needed for Project Dagger as part of the main Project Dagger missions. Mm, that I you guess have they to didn't get. have like a convenient like sperm bank where they could have gone. Yeah, to get I guess not. They don't. That, maybe <laughs> like that's not a sweet joke. Maybe that's not a good <laughs> a big concern. Post-apocalyptic Probably world. Probably not. You know? yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Good point. <laughs> but so you have to do all these things. So you would go to these, these bases. But they were literally cut and paste oh yeah just car that that's the thing like you would go and you would fight the like base level mutants and, and all these other things author- that the authority threw at you and then at the very end of it you would have to fight a crusher the same kind of crusher like it wouldn't even be a different version yeah. of it with the different attacks it was literally the same thing and i had to fight that thing i mean obviously different ones but four or five times and i was just like and by the the last one I after really actually after the first one, I figured out how to get around its moves and everything. So after that, I maybe died once or twice on like the second one. After that, I could kill them all without. And I was playing on hard. Really? Yeah, I played on hard, and it was still just like okay, I did that super easy. It never really felt like that big of a challenge. Mm And so that was very frustrating. So again, it's like, where's the story? Where is anything to keep me engaged other than just shooting at things? Because at a point, that's going to get tiring, which yeah. it did, because that's what all the side activities were. You'd go to this, like a roadblock, and you'd have to clear out all the goons there. You'd have to go into an arc and clear out the goons guarding it before you just walk up and be like, boop, let me in, please. And then the the one side activity, though, and then there were these authority sentries, which were just these automated towers that would pop up oh, at random places. I did encounter those one of those. sucked to fight against just because yeah. they were a pain in the ass to kill. Yeah. They were just bullet sponges, basically. Yeah, that's the thing. You basically just hide around a corner, pip, pip, pip at them, and yeah. then they do their thing. So you hide back around the corner, and then yep. you pip, pip, pip. And I was like, wow, is that all there is yeah. to this thing? And so not on, <laughs> on top of having all the different weapon upgrades, too, you also could upgrade the Phoenix, give it some like rockets, a different kind of cannon, and then it could even give it this cool, which was cool. You could like charge up this basically like blast like air blast that would come out of the side of it because it would like knock armor off of enemies and everything or armored parts of other cars because one of the the best side activity that you could do were convoys because there would be different parts throughout the wasteland where you'd be driving along the road and this huge massive legit mad max style vehicle was driving tailed by an entourage of other smaller vehicles that would be fighting you and See, if you defeated it cool. it would give you like 15 20 auto parts that you could use to upgrade the phoenix so it was very rewarding in that regard i did really enjoy fighting the convoys i didn't encounter because, one but that does at least sound mildly interesting yeah because it's like they'll become they would like shoot these arcs of electricity back at you that would block off like half the road so you'd have to be like moving and dodging all the way around your phoenix also had a dash similar to what you could use outside of it if you just hit triangle it would go all the way around which is really cool and so you could then switch through all your different weapons and all these other things to 
attack these convoys. Those I loved because you had to be going fast because it's going fast. So you're using your boost and you're just maxing out speed while just blazing through. That was literally one of the, the most fun I had in the game was fighting the convoys. But it just still, you did that and you did that a few times. You filled up the approval meters and you're just like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll just go get cross now because like I said, there's literally nothing else to do. And even as a villain, can we just say that Cross is very boring? Again, very bland. I mean, he's just supposed to be like your figurehead dictator with no additional motivation just other wants than... To, yeah. I, it, it's, it's literally the exact same Anthem problem. Yeah. It's an empty, stupid villain, uh, an overblown way to attempt at grandiose storyline of humanity's last hope, mm-hmm. and it doesn't live up to that feeling. It's no. just such an empty game. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to see any of the other things that I did like or didn't like. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just all dislikes. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, but then that was the other thing, too. When I did finally get to fight fight Cross, again, playing on hard, didn't have all the weapons. I I did it one run. Did Is this a full price game? Yeah, it's 60 bucks. Really? I mean, I got it by the time I got around to getting it and stuff. It was cheaper. But uh, but yeah, $60. $60 How many hours do you think it took you to finish this game? I, you know, it tracks it on the saves, but for some reason it was not accurate because it would say in the saves, I think it was still potentially counting time when I had my PS4 in rest mode. In rest mode. So give because it your I would best do it, guess. My save and it would say like five days. I'm like, there's no way there's I play no five way. days in no. this game. Maybe 25. Maybe. Okay. 25. That's 20 something. Yeah. Okay. It's. But if you were to just straight shot the You think story, you probably could do it in 10? Oh, you could do it in like 8, Oh, you I think. think so? Yeah. That's unacceptable. Um, and so... For a full price, that is. Full price and as empty as it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that for the money that you would have paid at the time of launch, if that's really all there is to it, that is absolutely not worth the money. Yeah. Um, but the last really big thing, and one of the draws that I think also... No, not... Not all think it did it like really turned me off of the game too. And it was one of the things I'd heard about before I played and as the game was being released. And that is rage Two's depiction of, uh, of the, like the crushers and the, and the mutants and what they, what they call mutants and because of how they, they how they drew the art of those and what they looked like and the design of those, of those models, basically because you could very much tell they were humanoid. Like they were, they're humans. So the idea is that they're just mutated humans with terribly like over like the the big thing is like the crushers have very exaggerated what look like cleft lips mm. and like and again it just was this thing of, of what the articles I would read and, and things like that about it was just a, very much pushing on this the you know again that like that people with those attributes are to be feared or to be evil and it's just like and 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 it was one of those things is like okay I'm interested to see when I get into the game and when the first one came, when the first crusher or actually it was one of the main characters, the one of the leads of project dagger, he rides one. He does. Yeah. You didn't get, if you no, played I must that not short, have got you didn't that get far. to him. I didn't get to the, it. The doctor. Uh, and, oh no, I definitely okay, didn't yeah. get to him. I know he, who you're talking about though. He rides it like smaller crusher. And you're just like, and it really like that he came on and I was like, Oh Yeah. That's not good. Oh, like that, that cross. It, it legitimately. It was one of the times I think. I legitimately think it was the first time a video game has made me uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. 
man, and now I kind of almost wish I had gotten to that just so that I could have experienced it too. But unfortunately, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'll yeah. never get and to so that. And so it was. It in and once that came out and played it, I was just like, yeah. That that's a line that that was, that's sucks. been crossed, and you know it's just one of those things. And there was even an article coming out that came out before the ge- release of the game, where a the journalist or the reporter was talking with a developer about the game and was like bringing up these topics about it. And they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll have to take a look at that and everything." And he was legitimately like, "Oh yeah, this might they might change their opinion," but then didn't. And no. it was just this when the game came out, and he was like, "In the whole point of the article is like, yeah, I'm like really disappointed and like not I'm not gonna play the game and all this." And it it was one of those things. It just definitely, I feel like they went too far. What's like you funny could, is you that could have, you could have altered it to make them look like, like yeah. they could have looked like trolls from like Lord of the Rings That's or something like that, and no that one would have thought twice. Why did you have to do choose that as your reasoning? It, it, it the is basis pretty of funny your that when your base of being able to make villains is you have this open end mutation. That mutation could have been anything why did it have to be that it could have been wings for eyebrows how cool would that have been just fly by flapping your eyes really quick yeah but like really small (laughs) ones but like they still work somehow (laughs) it's just physics exactly you don't need it to make sense it can just be fun so oh boy i mean it's just cringy it just it makes you cringe and makes you go oh that's not the best no so I went back and looked it up. The The article that I was talking about was by Chris Plant from Polygon. When I asked about the article's titles, when I asked about Rage 2's worst character, I got an unexpected response. And it's his full, like, it's his discussion with the with the developers about it. Is the worst character it. supposed to be the doctor or the crusher in question? It's, it's well, it's technically, it's the crusher uh, that they're in their, like, model for the crusher. But no, it, it is... The collector's said- edition comes, it says in the article, Beth- Bethesda revealed the collector's edition statue, a bust of Ruckus the Crusher, oh, a okay. mutated goon with an absent upper lip and deformed nose. And you got like a, like, like a taxidermist of like a, a mounted head is basically what it came with. Oh the, my God. Is what it came with in the collector's edition. And look at that. Hmm. And so this, this article That's, is his discussion. First of all, it's hideous. I, I understand yeah. why, but still... That's really not. It's poor taste. It's poor. It's poor taste. That's it's, exactly the term I'm looking for. It's so, in poor taste. And so, so this article is just a discussion between him and the developer about it. Where before the game's release, and then after the release, he did a follow up article as well, uh, talking about it like, well, it didn't change at all, and this is what it is. And it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, as I feel like people begin to understand that these things, that especially, it's it's kind of like the mental health argument or not argument discussion where people are becoming to be, are being more sensitive to it and realizing that more people suffer from it than what originally thought. And then you when don't you have depict, to be in yeah. an asylum, like with Sigma from overwatch with them saying that he was barefoot because of to reflect his asylum, the asylum. And it's just like, what, why? Like, why? First is- of all, he got out, he can afford shoes. Second of all, not like, everybody that has schizophrenia is an insane psychopath, exactly. evil villain. And those types of depictions, when they become so deeply ingrained as this is the only way right. we're going to depict right. people that have multiple personalities or schizophrenia, when in fact, in reality, those are very manageable conditions that everybody might have. It's just like, it's again, it's just poor taste. Yeah. And so all of those combined, yeah, just... And the fact that it was pointed out well in advance and that yeah. they technically had time to change it and that they didn't have to have one of the collector's edition items be this bust of a mounted head of whatever. Ruckus the Crusher, yeah. yeah. Ruckus it, the Crusher. And granted, too, like, 
this is one conversation they had with a reporter. I don't necessarily know, you know, in their heads, they were like, this warrants changing it. But still, though, it should have been considered, I feel like. And we, and again, we, we don't know the inner workings. It could have been. There could have been discussions. But the fact, like... It could have just been too late. It, it could have just been too late. It could have been. But it's it's just one of those things. It's like, you should have had the forethought about that to be kind of like, hold on now. Wait a second. Is this going to not be the right choice for this? Yeah. Yeah, it might not be. Should we maybe get a little bit more creative with our mutations? Like the eyebrows for wings? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need a game. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, Rage 2 was a massive disappointment for me. And I mean, like, honestly, like you're saying, it's probably one of the worst games that I've it's played. It's just not fun. It's not fun. It's boring. And the environment is boring. The characters are basically made of styrofoam. Yeah. You could play as a styrofoam cup and get more out of it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, gross. I'm glad I didn't waste more of my life on it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's one of those I kind of thought when I first started out and setting out, I was like looking at the trophy list. I was like, oh, maybe if I get into this, like, again, fully expecting to like it. I'll platinum this or something. I quickly realized, no, I'm just going to get through this. I'm going to get through the story to see it. if this has redeeming qualities. Which, it doesn't. Again, combat's the only thing, but it's not enough to save it. I mean, if you want a game with great combat, play Doom, play, play Doom <laughs> or play Dishonored, which yeah. is also by Bethesda. It's a different studio, but it's also Bethesda. So right. there are other really good action games that aren't Rage 2 and that have a lot more to offer. So that pretty much wraps up our crushing of this of rage too like we'll call uh, it a poop fest i don't even know a number to throw it i just zero it just wasn't fun zero just, out of ten yeah and so but we're gonna move on from that now and we're gonna go now to our soundtrack spotlight which we're not gonna feature music from rage too sorry well, the soundtrack is decent it's it, it's it does just not memorable not memorable and it, it gives me again vibes of doom and everything, but it's not composed by Mick Gordon. But it's still, it still, it sounded, it had some good moments, but again, nothing really stood out to me. So we're going to go with something else, a little different. And uh, Mogan, why don't you uh, introduce this one for us? So this is actually something I didn't previously know about, even though I had played the game. So we're going to feature a track from Tekken 6, which, again, I don't think I owned Tekken 6. Um, I had played it with a friend, but I didn't actually buy it. Uh, so a lot of people may have missed this. Tekken 6 wasn't nearly as popular as Tekken 7 is now. Uh, so the track that we're going to feature is called Yodeling on Meadow Hill, and it's from the stage Hidden Retreat. The fun, the most amazing thing about Hidden Retreat is that it's a secret stage. Oh, you can only get fun. to Hidden Retreat at random if you choose random for the stage. So like if you go to stage select and you hit random, you might get Meadow Hill, mm-hmm. but there's a high likelihood that you're not. Yeah. And Meadow Hill is exactly what it sounds like. It's an open meadow full of sheep. Oh my God. And they're in the battlefield. Like they're in the arena. So when you're fighting each other, if you accidentally kick a sheep, they go flying. Oh my God. It's the best. That's so, amazing. so this, imagine that while you're listening to this track yodeling on Meadow Hill. And special thanks to our, one of our patrons, Bro Bogan, for bringing this to our attention because uh, I would have never he actually, known. He posted yeah. on our Discord saying like, hey, actually all the soundtracks for Tekken games are on this. And then he specifically pointed out this one as being a, a great song. Oh my God. It's, it's 10 it's out of 10. 
I, like there's actual yodeling. It's not there's just like a funny name. Yodeling. Which now I, I hope do the sheep are they are they the ones yodeling? Because that would make it even better. Yeah, they might be. <laughs> oh my god! So what's it called? One more time. Yodeling on Meadow Hill. Yodeling on Meadow Hill. That is our soundtrack spotlight from this week from Tekken Seven. Six. six. Sorry, from Tekken Six. So stick around after the close to listen to that, which is pretty much now. Until next time, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. Thanks for joining us this week on an episode of Team Chat Podcast. Come back next week for another fun gaming topic. We'll see you all then. <laughs> <laughs>